Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Talkin' Fox, the show where we talk about Wes Anderson's fantastic Mr. Fox one minute at a time. That is not our name. We're sticking to it, Condra. No, I don't we're know. not. <laughs> Formerly known as Fantastic Minute, the show where we talk about Wes Anderson's fantastic Mr. Fox one minute at a time. My name is Tyler Boudreaux. And I am Condra Boudreaux. We're here to talk about Minute 63 of Fantastic Mr. Fox, which begins with the time, 9.45 a.m. So if you're not listening to this at 9.45 a.m., turn it off and come back to it. At 9.45 a.m. I'm in class during that time. Doesn't matter. Play it for the class. We need new listeners (laughs) listeners anyway. (laughs) And it ends with Fox saying, did you bring the boy? Big questions. No answer yet. So, Mr. Fox has more bandit hats? Oh, oh, well, when he bought them, they were, what, they were 50% off or something, so... So he just went ham and bought, like, 20. You gotta buy them in bulk so it doesn't look suspicious. But isn't it more suspicious? Twenty. <laughs> is it, well? This okay? Do you remember? Do you remember uh, the, any of the Christopher Nolan Batman films? Um, Dark Knight. That's the only one I think. Okay, because in Batman Begins, he buys uh, he buys the ears for his cowl. Mm-hmm. But in order to make it look less suspicious, he buys like twenty thousand. <laughs> Why can't I have some of that money to you know pay student loans? Hey, the one percent. So. He has a bag of bandit hats that yep. he distributes. Yeah, he hands them, and everyone puts on their bandit hats. And I mean, like people look cute in their bandit hats. It's it's funny to see like Badger and Weasel, yeah, and all of them in the bandit hats. Even though, like one, like who are they protecting their identity from? And two, most of these people aren't going to be involved in the process so much that they're going to be out and about on street level. But think of it like a uniform, like in Greece. Well, like with the jackets kind of thing. Like it's a big deal when Olivia Newton-John gets her pink ladies jacket because like she's part of the group. Yeah. <laughs> Did I ever tell you last summer about when I just like watched Grease by myself? That sounds like a great day. <laughs> I had I had just driven home from something and I was home alone and I was just like, I had just listened to a podcast about Grease and I was like, I haven't watched Grease like as an adult yet. Not that I'm an adult now. Uh, but I, I was just like, I haven't watched it. And, like, as a film, it's, like, pretty good. Like, yeah. in terms of, like, the way they shoot some of the stuff, it's nice. Mm-hmm. It's obviously, like, a cheap musical adaptation. But sometimes that's the best part of a musical adaptation. Uh, I'm thinking of, like, West Side Story when just, like, the simplest stuff is just them singing America on a rooftop. It looks like you're on a fake rooftop, but that's the point. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, even, like, uh, Little Shop of Horrors with Rick Moranis, suddenly yeah. Seymour, it, like, just is this fine line of, like, really cheap looking and then, like, beautiful. But I think that, I think there's some power to that, like, cheapness, because then it just lets the music, like, completely yeah. overshine, wh- which is the point of a musical. And speaking of fake city landscapes, uh, most of this minute is spent examining the uh, little town, uh, Greater Hallowsford, Great Hallowsford or something is it's called. Yeah. Yeah? Uh, Where does it say that? When we get a w- when we get a shot of the manhole cover, it says it oh, on the manhole cover. Okay. Well, interestingly, so in my book, it says that Wes based the design off of a trip to Bath. So it does have some at least design appearance into a real place in England. It definitely like from the very first shot of the um, Boggus Bunsen bean in front of the automotive store, like, moving away. Paddington Automotive. Paddington Automotive. Which is yet to be known if 
that's a reference to Paddington, the children's book character. Yeah, or, I mean, Paddington's a place in England, too, yeah. so... But Obviously, very... this is several years before any Paddington film would come out, so... Yo, that's a good movie. But it's like, you see the red mailbox. It, it's very England-y. Even, even when Bean has to move the car. He, he... So Bean breaks into the car... He shimmies a rod down to unlock it, and then he hotwires it. We hear like a quick like buzzing sound to signify that he's hotwired the car, and then he backs it off of the manhole cover, and uh, Bunts comes over and pries it open. Yeah, it's interesting because we were talking about this earlier. Where we were like, "Who's this station wagon belong to? Why is it just <laughs> sitting there? Like this makes no sense. Why is this a big deal?" And it makes a little more sense now because. None of the three of them own it. Yeah. Well, and what's funny is, uh, so the moment they do that and then we kind of pan over a, a classic Wes Anderson, like 90 degree quick pan to the cobbler shop and the cobbler's just kind of like hitting the shoe on the board or however cobbler's Nail- work. Nailing the soul. Nailing the soul. Uh, that sounds like an Aretha Franklin album. Yo! <laughs> uh, I don't know what Aretha, what Aretha Franklin titled her albums as. No, uh, but the cobblers are like looking at them all all spooked out, and that's kind of the theme for the rest of the minute. But it would be funny if like that was the cobbler's car. He was like, hey, that's my car. <laughs> but And then thinking about some of the other shops that we see, there's – so it's Ferguson's cobbler shop. We yep. have Nag's – It's a very Irish name. Nag's head. Nag's head. What is a nag? I don't know. Like, what is the etymology of that? I have no idea. We'll have to consult the OED. And then you have Sweetening's Bakery. You have Harrington Travel. There's a cinema. There's um, (laughs) a cinema. It just says cinema on the side of the building. Uh, St. John's Coin Op Laundry. There's a shop called Umbrellas. That one you don't actually see, like, an image of the front of it. It's just kind of on the side when there's a street shot. But it's funny that all these places that they show there's someone that like works or lives in the village and like belongs to that place and then they're just surrounded by bogus buns and beans people so where they look really uncomfortable and really out of place the one that got me the most is um saint john's coin op laundry has dan the newsman in front of it yeah and his cameraman's kind of just like sitting there like um and in the background of the shot of Nag's head that all or yeah, I think it's Nag's head that includes the cinema too. We have my favorite cuss and cuss number twenty-eight. Oh yeah, this is the best part of the movie. So it is my favorite cuss because it is not a spoken cuss. I think this is where the design and the feel of like it being a village that's lived in with like real people just as elevated because the cuss is graffitied onto the wall like you would see any other graffiti um but it just says cuss and it's beautiful and it's red and orange and there's a concept of it in the book too and i think it's just like that was a very intentional thing and i find that funny do you know what the uh the singular for graffiti is graffitus graffito (laughs) (laughs) interesting this is telling uh quickdictionary.com i couldn't get onto oed um, is telling me Old Norse Naga to rub, grumble, quarrel. Uh, so yeah, I guess just. To... I think it's a pub. It looked yeah. like a pub. So. Yeah, but they had like they had like deer on it, so I didn't know if that was like an animal reference, like a nag being. Like, oh. It sounds like something you would call an animal, like yeah. a stag. But also, like, 
It sounds very puppy. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah, it's mostly just cutting around through this town, although we do get an interesting sequence where we're looking at everyone's watch, and it's like... All the animals' it's, watches. It's 9.58, and it's 9.59, and like and stuff like that. And then it ends with Fox's watch. And I think that's a really interesting thing, too, to bring that up. Yeah. Because um, you don't see their faces. It's just a zoom in on their watch and their wrist, and you can kind of tell who's who based on the yeah. fur. Um, so, like, the last watch is definitely Mr. Fox, and actually you can see that it is Sunday, and it's also the 30th. So, so, it's the 30th of some month, and it's a Sunday. Yeah. We don't know what year. Well, if we have any, if we have to go off the Beagle, then it's 2008. That Beagle file in the beginning of the film oh, that yeah. had the date on it? Yeah, I don't trust that. I still think it's like the weird 60s or something. Okay. Maybe it's Fox Years 2008? No, but that doesn't make sense because the Beagle file was based on human filing. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know. Um, what, I, what was I going to say? Oh, it amuses me greatly, and I think... I think this was known before, but it amuses me greatly that Fox has a digital watch. Yeah. It's also a calculator watch. Yeah. Like, the idea... It's it's that thing we were talking about last week with Sean. It's like, he, he claims to be, like, this classy, know-it-all guy. It's backed up by nothing. Yeah. No, definitely. It's really interesting to, like, go through those watches and, like, Beaver's watch is super nice. It's like yeah. a fake Rolex. Or, like... I feel like it was Weasel's watch that was, like, really nice, too. Yeah. Because he's, like, a real estate salesman or whatever. Yeah. The first watch was kind of digital and, like, not as nice, but it was, like, it was still, like, a decent watch, but, like, Mr. Fox has this kind of ratty calculator digital watch. Yeah, if this movie was more about, like, class and social class, then there would definitely be something about how, like, Fox is kind of self-made in a way. (laughs) He's, like, first generation to, like, live in the middle class. He grew up having to steal things, and now he's like a newspaper man. If you can hear it in the background, we're actually recording this in the middle of a lightning slash thunderstorm. Which makes no sense for this time of year, and I'm really confused. Yeah, it is It is kind of strange, but we are in the... We, we must be at, like, a warm front. We Oh, yeah, no, we definitely are. It was ridiculously warm yeah. today. Yeah, so the weather, the weather is weird, considering it's the beginning of March. Um, the other thing that we got in this minute that we skipped over when we were talking about the hot wiring is we get another title card. Um, Oh, yeah. Master Plan Plan B. B. And Plan B is in quotation marks. And for those of you listening, I did air quotes. Yes. Um, It's a non-visual medium. Tyler saw them, though, so. I don't know if you're the real really, how many people are listening? Mostly just me. I listen. Okay. So when you listen, you'll know that you did air quotes. Exactly. <laughs> so so is it referring to plan B as in, because our original master plan was stealing, stealing from, from the, three the three farmers. farmers. So is this master plan B as in a continuation of or an alternate to? Because it's not the go for broke rescue mission. Like, because yeah. we just got a go for broke rescue mission, which is what this is. So like. I think it's a contraceptive plan that's that plan B. okay <laughs> so it's the map so is it the origins of plan b or is it the master version of plan b? like that wouldn't make sense in reality <laughs> tyler i'm trying to make your joke funnier and it's not working um no don't try it's not gonna work but it's just i was like what is what is it being b what is it the b of yeah especially because it's not an alternative to the stealing from Boggs, Bunsen, Bean because they successfully stole from Boggs, Bunsen, Bean. Usually plan B denotes like, well, we had one plan and that didn't work. So we're going with this second plan. 
Not like we had this one plan and then it caused another thing. And therefore we have a second plan that is related to that first plan. Well, I mean, he had the original suicide mission. Like his. But it's, this isn't go for broke suicide mission B. This yeah. is master plan B. Yeah. It's it's just a cutesy thing that we're overanalyzing, I think. Hey, that's our job. <laughs> and then as the minute starts to end. So I guess something we didn't mention, too, is the whole time we're looking around the village and we're seeing the watches and all that. The score of Bogus Buns and Bean is playing and it's this yeah. really kind of marchy, peppy. It's it's, it's a not cool, peppy. Well, no, it's kind of ominous, but it's got like a good beat to it. Like I get kind of. I feel things when I hear it kind of thing. Like, I'm like, okay, get ready. Yeah. Um, well, it's that's part of what we're looking at when we're looking at the watches. It's like, oh, it's almost time. Like, the hostage exchange occurs at 10 a.m. And it's 9.58. Yeah. So we have, like, this music building up. And as you get to the end of it and you're panning back to the three farmers. Um, we hear the beat of the drum. Yeah. In the in the background of the music and Bunce is like marching along to the beat of the drum, even though it's non diegetic sound. Yeah, I think that little instance is just so clever and I really like that touch to the like it really incorporates the music in such a fun way. Yeah. It's those little things that make filmmaking. It's the cuss in the background. It's Bunce walking in to the beat of the drum when it's a like a, a moment of tension. Yeah, it's it's that what which makes not just Wes Anderson but any filmmaker so good. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's it's this is such a, like a simple minute, but there's still so, like some really fun things to think about, and like it really is, brings together what makes this movie so great. Yeah, it, the, the idea that like even in a minute, so like not Mon- not expository mundane. per se, but like set up. It's all set up. It's pretty mundane. The idea that. In a moment like this, he throws in a joke or two. Is good. And obviously we'll get to the action next minute. Because, well, Fox says, do you have, do you the, have boy? the boy? And we don't get an answer to that. And, I mean, so, we basically know that it's an ambush from Boggs, Buns, and Bean. Yeah, and Mr. Fox is calling up from the bottom of the manhole. It's actually a cool shot because we're on street. We're, like, look- looking above the street through the manhole and down and we see Mr. Fox at the bottom. And is his bandit hat on? I don't... Remember? It's like on, but not it all might, the way yeah, pulled down. Yeah, it might down. be like on on top of his head, but not pulled down. Yeah, what he likes to do. Um, Captain Marvel thoughts. Oh yeah, Captain Marvel thoughts. Good, I liked it. Oh, I liked it a lot. I really liked the uh, Sam Jackson DAJ, and I liked the overall allegory of like warfare and like colonialism, not colonialism, expansionism. Mm-hmm. I thought like as a as a structured film it had a couple failings like the climax wasn't as climaxy as climaxes can go or it just wasn't properly built up to and needed a simpler climax but yeah I mean like I liked it I'm I have I don't have complaints it was just like it wasn't a great movie it was just a good movie yeah I really liked Brie Larson I think she's great. Oh, I love Brie Larson. I, I I really, really like her, and I thought she was a great Captain Marvel. I'm so excited to see Captain Marvel on a big screen. Um, I just, she's such an interesting character, and yeah, she is OP, but, like, I'm so glad it's her that's OP in comparison to anyone else. Like, it's exciting. Yeah. I mean, like... No, canonically, like, Marvel Universe, 
Carol Danvers is the over, like, she is the most powerful being in the universe kind yeah. of thing. And so I'm so excited that she's here and, like, I thought Brie Larson was really good. I loved her friend who I wish I knew who that actress was and, like, if she's in anything else because I really liked her. I, yeah, I thought the character Goose was awesome. Yeah, I thought it was, like, a very character strong Oh, yeah, movie. the character stuff in the movie was really good. It was, it was just the overall, like, structure of the... Antagonist? Not even that. Jude Law was fine. Just, just like, the... Uh, it was more like... Uh, and this is partially my idea and partially stuff I read online. It was... It was part of it was it was a, a string of s- scenes that were put together and called Captain Marvel. Like... And there are... There are good movies that are strings of scenes and there are bad movies of it this this is no uh batman v superman which is like the worst example of just a movie that's a bunch of scenes strung together mm-hmm. so uh, this one held together pretty well yeah i liked it i'm excited to see where she grows in the future but yeah no i i i definitely like was not winter soldier in my mind but i still enjoyed it a lot yeah and i i like the sense of humor and it was fun to see sam jackson kind of have fun too yeah Alrighty, that's all, all I've right. got for notes. Yeah, we we also have to keep it short because we're we're guesting it we up. Have, this we have month. guests, so uh, la- we'll la- we'll make it up for last week's thirty-five minute episode. Keep this one a little short, but yeah, we hope you had a good time. Minute sixty-four. Um, will you still need me? Will you still feed me? Next week when it's minute sixty-four. <laughs> if you want to follow us on Twitter, at Amateur Nerds is the Twitter handle. My personal handle is at Tyler Booty at T Y L E R B O U D Y. Hit us up there. Uh, we'll, we'll, we're pretty qu- quick to respond. We're always on Twitter. <laughs> um, you can also email us at amateurnerdspresent at gmail.com with questions, comments, thoughts about future minutes. We're getting down to the wire. So oh, did you see we got an email? We did? We got an email, and then all it said in the email was the word date. Yo. <laughs> and I don't know what that means. How mysterious. So it must have been like, it, like, it was clearly spam or something, but like, yeah, I was like, that's weird. You can also rate, review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and some other podcast listening sites. And we hope you join us next time when we definitely will have a guest again. More guests coming up. Get hype. For Minute 64, I've been Tyler Boudreau. I've been Condra. And we hope you have a fantastic day. This was Minute 63. I meant, like, join (laughs) us next time for Minute 64. Okay. Fantastic. Fantastic.